You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,273 and it's interview number 1,586. We've been on the air since March of 2009 and we're the longest running business podcast in Orange County, California. Ever feel like you've hit a wall and can't go any further? As a business advisor and coach, Siobhan Moran uses ancient principles and techniques to help business leaders achieve freedom in business and life. After working with Siobhan, her clients end with the ability to become that extra force they need to succeed. I've invited her to join us today to talk about her coaching practice, but also her latest book, Dancing with Divine. If you'd like to learn more about our radio show podcast or my role as a business mentor here in Orange County, California, please visit our company's website, criticalmass4business.com. Siobhan, welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Hey, I'm excited to be here again. It's nice to have you back on the show. You know, I said in the open I wanted to start by talking about your latest book, Dancing with the Divine. It came out last year, and what's the main idea contained in your latest book? Yeah, the concept of it is that we get so stressed out about trying to do everything ourselves in our own businesses or or inside an organization, and we're always looking for outside help, and sometimes we need kind of like an invisible hand. I know everyone has said, oh, I wish, you know, I wish I had extra hands. I wish I had some invisible helpers. I wish I had another hundred of me, Hmm. you know, all those kind of things. And I was really frustrated by a client who came in and said, oh, I studied these angels, and I did all of these things, and nothing's really happening. And I thought, okay, here we go. And I started thinking about what some of the ancient books would talk about as far as what was at our disposal as as an individual on a day-in and day-out basis as far as help and guidance. And whatever we each believe in, The cool part about Dancing with the Divine is there are different aspects of our lives and our intellect and our essential selves that probably could use an extra little bit of oomph or juice or, you know, maybe invisible help. And so there's kind of like the invisible helpers that have been around since, you know, time immemorial. And there are aspects of whoever we believe in at the highest, meaning there's comforter because Generally, we need comfort a lot of times whenever we're growing our businesses or getting unstuck or getting to that next level. There's abundance. There's one of my engineer clients. He uses um, divine intelligence in order to solve some of his really difficult engineering tasks that he's working on with one of his clients. So there's something for each person and whatever they're working on in their own lives or businesses. So what was the inspiration? Because writing a book takes commitment. What was the inspiration to actually take your knowledge and put it in the book and title it Dancing with the Divine? (laughs) I love this question. I think the inspiration was I was frustrated at the mystery and this concept of angels that these folks were relying upon not making it wrong in any stretch of the imagination. I think those are all perfect. 
but there's something higher and more useful to our day in and day out practices. I've actually, I just finished my 15th book. I just, it's being edited right now. And so I find that my inspiration for writing books is because I don't see um, enough truth telling coming out with practical, essential tools on day in and day out, you know, living in your business and your relationships and your health and, and getting ahead and blending your own, your own unique spiritual practices and spiritual self with success principles and growing a, you know, six, seven, eight figure business. So you're the author of 14, soon to be 15 books. Is there, if you look at the arc of the books that you've written, uh, is there a central theme for your work as an author? Mm-hmm. I would say my clients are the essential drivers of it. And so I'll see a whole host of um, circumstances that seem to crop up over the course of a year. And I'll think, hmm, that's really fascinating. I wonder why everybody is having... Um, Another book I wrote toward the end of the year last year was The Secret Energy of Health and Longevity and about all of these little unknown things that we can do that nobody's talking about or they're talking about, you know, over on the fringes and they're not bringing them out into day in and day out life. And I have some unique philosophies about how energy and success blend together and I like to bring those bring those into a cohesive format so that I can dispel a lot of myths and practices that are super complicated. I don't like complicated practices. I started as a computer programmer right. when I was a teenager, so I like really elegant code, and I like to write my books in such a way that it helps people get their own unique, elegant code sorted out. So um, tell me a little bit more about the book that you released in the fall. The Secret Energy of Health? Yes. Yeah, um, the secret energy of health is, was driven because <laughs> I had this client, a whole bunch of clients who had this idea about eating and it needed to be all of these crazy things like um, I have to do fasting and then I have to eat this particular way and then I can't eat this at this time. And I said, wait a minute, <laughs> there's a unique blueprint that each that each of us have that is going to work for each of us. Some it's vegetarian, some it's vegan, some it's meat eater, some it's paleo, etc. And it's, it's like, how do you find your own unique code? But there's some essential things within that unique code that are important that virtually nobody talks about unless somebody's in dire, dire need and they go to the fringes to figure it out. Like how do certain greens fit in with the body? Like how do uh, minerals play a role with any of your medications or supplements or anything else that you're doing or eating, how minerals can actually kind of fuel things up so that the body has the ability to have greater strength and longevity and heal faster on its own because it's trying to do that anyway. And so I look at all of these energies and practices and elements that are in nature and say, okay, well, these are the things that that help the moral majority of people. This is the way to use them. This is the way to use them in the way to make sure it works for your body, your system, and how you want to live and breathe and uh, be out there in the world. So I'm talking with Siobhan Moran. We're talking about some of her books that she has written. We're also talking about her 
coaching practice and advisory practice. So if I could circle back to that, as I talked about in the open, for those that may not be familiar with the type of work that you do for your clients, can you tell us, Siobhan, um, why do people seek you out? And then how do you engage with them and help them? What is it that you do? Mm, fantastic. I People seek me out because they've tried maybe just mindset or they've tried just the health thing and they've gone after, you know, maybe they've gone after funnels and marketing and, you know, they've gone after a few things and they've helped, but they've stopped or they've plateaued. And it's not making sense as to why they're not getting to their next either benchmark financially, benchmark profit-wise, or benchmark as an overall strategic uh, growth. And so what I discovered is my unique ability to um, look at things as an energy inside of an organization, no matter the size of the organization, helped me able be able to help um, a CEO or top leader really dive into where are the holes that need to be shored up so that the least amount of effort can occur for the greatest amount of income, revenue, profit, flow, or recognition of a product in a marketplace. So, so, so I can give you an, can I give you an example? I was just going to ask you that. Okay, cool. That's great. Um, I was talking with a client today and she has a food, a frozen food item. And when she started with me, she came to me because she had this, she'd been coached by a bunch of these folks who were saying, get out into every single market and, you know, get your products in every single shelf and get into retail, et cetera. And she'd raised like a a million and a half dollars by then. And she hadn't really made any sales. And she said, I don't understand. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. I don't understand why everything seems to break and it's not going anywhere really. And so I started looking at her brand and her systems and her psychology. And I started looking about how these people that, you know, gave her money and et cetera, had coached her and they'd all given her the wrong advice the right advice at the wrong time. So they were giving her the right advice, but they were giving her the advice that she needed in about five years. And what I discovered is a lot of people are doing the right things or in the wrong direction or doing the wrong things in the right direction. And with her, I sorted her brand schematic out and her voice consistency and her energy with her staff creating the energy with her staff and each of her vendors actually got her into all Kroger stores across the United States. I helped her refocus her strategy from every store door in the United States to a select store doors. And what we've done is we've been able to conquer the West as opposed to not really making an impact anywhere. So finally, everybody's paying attention to her brand and it's on shelves and they're getting reorders because before she was getting product back and it just wasn't making sense. Hmm. So all of those things are what I do is I teach people to take what I call an upward trend to camp onto um, each little upward thing energetically, mentally, emotionally, physically, what she's eating. I helped her eat differently um, and how to create the energy in her um, factory 
so that no matter what happened, everything was building momentum on itself. So it could be that unique, kind of like that halo effect of, I don't know why this is happening. It just seems to be magical kind of success. So we're talking with Siobhan Moran, and she's a returning guest. It's been quite a number of years since Siobhan was first on the Critical Mass radio show, but I appreciate the fact that she is returning. You know, in in what I heard you say, the area that I um, am curious about that I'd like to kind of follow up on with you is this concept of you identifying um, different sources and types of energy that may exist for either a CEO or, I guess my question is, do you work with smaller companies, with entrepreneurs? Do you work with individuals? Is it Does it require to have an organization? So take us uh, a little bit deeper on what you meant by or you mean by the term energy as you used it throughout that answer that you just gave on the show. Mm. Yeah, so yes, I work with individuals. Um, I always say that if somebody's drawn to me, they're drawn to me for a particular reason. I have this particular woman right now who doesn't have a company, but what we've helped her do is, is take her already current non-organizational uh, income and improve that by 30% with some of the different in the way she thinks and how she's just living her life, not cutting anything back at all either. So, yes, individuals, small businesses, startup idea makers, um, you know, the makerspace, um, and then people who have been out there doing it for a while and maybe they've hit a wall or plateau or something like that. And so I always say that um, uh, there is a particular unique energy to each individual and what they're meant to do to bring an idea forth to succeed. And generally what's happening is we're a little bit, you know, one to 20 degrees from our um, ideal alignment to something working more easily and fluidly for us. And so I teach and when people work with me, I teach them how to identify that in their own um, day in and day out living, how to identify when they're slightly out of alignment, maybe they're in a push mechanism with a client, prospect, idea, marketing message, etc. And there's an energy to it that is um, maybe hollow or maybe it's tinny or maybe it's too sharp. And we say, we've been saying these words for a lot of years, um, but I teach people how to actually kind of sense into that so they can be that unique solution in that situation, and it prevents any trouble from happening. So it's kind of like a precursor to um, a pitfall. So are you able to get in touch with the person's energy initially, immediately, or do you have a process that you go through to kind of help discover both through their lens and then also through what you're feeling and sensing and seeing to help them understand maybe something they're not even uh, in touch with yet? Yeah, I love that question. So when I first started doing this, I just utilized my own um, from having built and helped build a couple companies and then built my own companies. And I realized, wait a minute. I don't want them to be dependent upon me. I want them to learn how to be independent of me. And so we created this cool intake process that helps people 
really start that unfolding and unwinding so it can be a co-creation. I can show them how to find the holes, and then we can identify the first area that we're going to tackle initially. Generally, it's going to be the health of a team or the health of a financial circumstance. Not always. Sometimes it's like a big-time CEO that I was working with, um, his was, his spiritual practice, which was really fascinating. But once we got that aligned, um, you know, his company hit a billion dollars. He was my only billion-dollar client, but kind of cool. But he, his was his spiritual practice, and what he was doing over there was creating chaos and isolation. And so each individual, through this unique intake process, I help, I help them see where we're going to go, and I help identify the path of the quickest result so we can turn whatever's going on around rapidly, and then we can start co-creating even more uh, elegantly. So I only have a few minutes left, and I have more questions than we have time for, Siobhan. This has been interesting and enlightening, and I'm enjoying so much having you back on the program. Thank you for giving of your time. Um, when someone works with you, how quickly do they start to see a shift? Usually within the first couple weeks. Some okay. people, it's immediately. I don't make any promises. I see radical things usually shift within the first three months. Uh, but if we're trying to turn uh, a Titanic or a ship, kind of like that food company, it took us about a year to really get things turned around. Um, although the cool part about that was some contract she had in place that was not in her favor got released and excused from some of the work that we did. And the uh, investor said, you know, I, I'm turning this back over to you and you actually take more percentage back of the company because of it. And so that was a, that was a very quick amount of time. If someone would like to learn more about what you do, your books and all the rest of your coaching and, and mentoring practice, how do they find you online, Siobhan? And they go to SiobhanMoran.com, S-H-E-E-V as in Victor, A-U-N-M-O-R-A-N.com. And I have this really cool little kit. If you want to jump into that, the Epic Life Toolkit, go to EpicLifeToolkit.com, and that will start with seven questions to help you identify some areas that maybe you could shore up for yourself. Thank you for being a friend of the program over a very long time. I have thoroughly enjoyed having you back on the program. We need to do this again sometime, and maybe I can get you to come into the studio for the next interview. How's that? Hi, let's do that. All right. I'm so glad that you're still doing this. Right, as, as am I that you're doing the good work that you're doing, my friend. Thank you for being a part of the Critical Mass community and a, a personal friend and a friend of the program. Have a great day. Okay. You as well. Thanks to Paul Roberts, who's our engineer, and our three producers, without whom we could not do this show each week, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Vanessa Holland. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, let's do it this way. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.